You are now tuned in to the Pleasure Justice Podcast. This podcast is for Black women. Here we believe that healing and liberating the mind, body, and soul is the pleasure justice that we deserve. Hi, my loves. So today we are talking about trauma. I think it's such an important conversation to have for this podcast because it lays the foundation of healing and liberation and justice is really understanding trauma, how it works, and how we can like begin to set ourselves free. So grab your cup of tea or a glass of wine, however you feel, and let's jump into it. Before we begin, we are going to pull a card from Messages from the Heart. And I got this card deck from my friend, Vanny. If you're listening, I love you. And this is probably one of my favorite card decks because it's all about the heart. So we are going to pull a card and we are going to share a mindful moment together. So let's see which card gets pulled. So we pulled a card and if it is safe, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, plant your feet on the ground, and you're going to take a deep breath in through your nose and you're going to hold it at the top. And you're going to release slowly. We're going to do it one more time. We're going to take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it at the top. And slowly exhale. So we're present together. And so the card reads, when you're in a state of love, you are free. You don't need to control You can see and appreciate, possibly even love or want for them, the freedom of the people in your life. So I really love that. When you're in the state of love, you are free. And so right now, just start thinking about in what ways can you direct love to free others, to help them be their best. I think it's really important to understand what is trauma. Trauma is a deeply distressing experience, a disturbing experience um, that impacts the body. Okay. And oftentimes when we think about trauma, we think about war and violence, but it encompasses so much more than just that. Right. It could be moving to another state or a country or being disciplined and beaten as a child. You know, these are things that fall into the different spectrums of trauma and they all trauma, big or small, has an impact on your body and on your wellness journey. So it's so important for us to talk about. There are a few signs that I wanted to talk about in terms of how you can begin to be aware of how it may show up. 
a lot of the things that we do, I'm learning is all a trauma response. Since starting therapy last year, I'm realizing so much of what I do is a trauma response. And it's me trying to keep myself safe. And so just being aware of these things has helped me tremendously. So I hope this is helpful. So I pulled these from some therapists that I've been studying and doing research on. Dr. Bessel, who wrote The Body Keeps a Score, amazing work. He has completed decades and decades of research and studies. And there's so many amazing therapists online, in YouTube University, that are doing such amazing work to talk about some of these things. So I'm going to mention four signs that resonate with me. And then I'll dig into a little bit about how trauma really affects our bodies. So the first sign is disassociation and numbing. This is the inability to feel. And this is a form of like escapism. Think about the people who always got to smoke, always got to drink, always got to have a bottle of Henny, always have has to be doing something. They can't sit still. They may have like a skin picking, hair picking. They may engage in obsessive things, party a lot, just a lot of things to escape and disassociate from their reality. I realized that I was numb when Kobe and his daughter died. I felt nothing. And I was like, damn, like I'm really fucked up because I can't even feel anything. That was like the first indication that I might need like some professional help. So I'll never forget that. So disassociation or numbing. Think about anyone you may know who does this or you yourself. How do you disassociate from your reality? How do you numb yourself? The second one that I wanted to talk about is aroused state in the body. And this is big. This can be a whole episode in itself. An aroused state in the body is you being on fight or flight mode. Fight, flight, freeze, fawn mode, but people say fight or flight to keep it short. I consistently operate on flight mode. I'm on the go. Even the pace in which I walk, my mind is on the go, like in arguments, in anything that happens, any form of danger, I'm on the go. Black people do this. Like something's happening, we run. No questions are asked. There are people who fight or stay in terms of a response. And there are people who freeze. I one time did this. I was at a pool and I remember uh, my friend was like potentially drowning and I literally froze and couldn't help her. And it was my sister that ended up helping her. And we can laugh about it now, but I was like, damn, like I literally froze. Like I would literally sit there and watch like potentially a traumatic thing happen. So we need to just think about Do you operate on fight mode, flight mode, freeze mode? How do you respond to things? A lot of times we embody the traumatic things we've gone through. And so, so much of our responses are rooted in our trauma. And we would never think to even question the way we are with people. So shout out to therapy. So... The aroused state in the body too, right? Is like your body on fight or flight is 
your body responding to danger. This is an instinctual thing that we do as a species. Animals do it. Anytime there's danger, fight or flight, adrenaline is rushing, cortisol levels are up. The thing about fight or flight and the aroused state in the body, this tenseness in the body, is that your body is not meant to sustain that. It's supposed to enter it, and then when the danger is gone, your body is supposed to return back to homeostasis and be relaxed and be at ease. That is the natural state of our being. That is the natural state of wellness, is being at ease, bliss, pleasure, you know? And so when your body is consistently in this aroused state, think about how black people have to exist in America. We are on fight or flight mode 24 hours of the day because we exist in a very anti-black country and world, right? So this then causes diseases in our body. And when your body is on fight or flight, your whole body, your whole system is reacting as if danger is still happening. Even if you are completely safe, your, your mind is replaying a potential danger. This can cause heart disease, different immunodeficiency diseases because your body is stuck in this tense-like state. So I can go on and on about this. Like I did my research on this. A great book to read is Black Fatigue. The third sign is self-loathing. Blaming yourself for the trauma you experienced. Like, damn, that shit was my fault. You know, I think an example of this is women, right? When we experience sexual assault, we put the blame on ourselves and not the blame on the person who did the harm to us. And it creates the self-loathing. And it doesn't even have to be regarding sexual assault. Anything, any trauma. It could be a car accident. Like, damn, if I didn't go out and get that ice cream, I would have never gotten into that car accident that traumatized me and gave me PTSD, right? And so you replay that and you just are consistently um, blaming yourself and the self-loathing to the point where it's just unhealthy. The last one is being stuck in the past. So you're just replaying the trauma and being stuck in the past to the point where you cannot experience the present moment. So the thing about trauma is my, the and the thing about trauma is the mind is always ready for when it will happen again. So you're always on edge like anything will trigger you because your mind is replaying it and it's living in the past. So then it robs you of the present moment. It robs you of your future because you're just waiting on edge for it to happen again. And that takes a lot of brain space. It takes a lot of memory in the brain. It really affects children as they develop and how they learn in school. If they've been traumatized, there's not a lot of space for them to learn and to grow and to develop when their mind is always ready for when will it happen again? When will mom and dad hit me again? When will I experience this abuse again? Those are the four signs I wanted to talk about and think about it, reflect on it. Do you see it in yourself? Do you see it in others? How are you responding to the things that happen to you? I think it's important to also understand systemic trauma 
and I'll read the definition, is the repeated ongoing violence, exploitation, dismissal of, and or deprivation of groups of people. So this is like colonization, slavery, imperialism, genocide, human trafficking, war, criminalization, displacement, just so much. And thinking about how these things affect us. And so a lot of times the trauma that we go through as children are interconnected into the greater systems that are affecting the world in terms of patriarchy, in terms of imperialism, and in terms of exploitation and capitalism. And so an example of connecting an individual trauma to a systemic trauma is, for example, I'll use myself as an example, and I'm being vulnerable here, is that I experienced child sexual abuse. And so I always think about like, damn, where were my parents? Well, my parents were working and my parents were consistently working to the point where, you know, our needs had to be met. And so they were really absent. And so I'm like, damn, like this happened in their absence. Damn, what if my parents were here more with me? Maybe this would have never happened. Well, damn, why did my parents have to work so much? Then I tie that to, okay, they were immigrants that migrated from another country so that they can work. And when immigrants migrate, they have to work really hard, twice, three times as hard, because you start at the bottom when you migrate from another country and come here. Well, damn, why do you have to work so hard? Okay, capitalism, you have to work to survive. You know, and so you can then keep connecting it. Well, damn, why did they have to leave Haiti? Well, because of imperialism and how you know, U.S. occupation and different things and the violence and stuff that are happening in Haiti. So a lot of the traumas that we experience can be connected to a greater system. The thing about trauma too, trauma breaks down the ability for us to feel safe, to feel connected. It, it fucks up with our dignity as people. So we as women, we carry so much. We carry our own individual trauma. And then on top of that, we have collective trauma, right? Trauma of a pandemic, trauma of police brutality, the trauma of living and existing in an anti-black world. And not only that, not only do we have to deal with a racist, white supremacist world, but we have to live in a sexist world. So we are not only oppressed by our race, we are also oppressed by our sex. So there's so much, right? So we have to deal with the trauma of patriarchy as women. We have to deal with the trauma of the African Holocaust, which is a new term that I heard, right? The legacy of slavery, the history of violence against black women, femicide, abuse, assault. We have the violence of capitalism, which goes against the natural flow of our bodies. We are not machines. We are not meant to work, 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 work. So our bodies are being exploited through various means. So I say all that to say is we carry a lot of shit. No cap. We carry a lot. And I think a lot of times, too, even the way we frame it, like, damn, we're so oppressed. Damn, like, we're so fucked up. So just, like, switching the way we talk about the things we experience to, like, nah, like, we bodied that. Like, we're surviving it, right? And now we have the beautiful opportunity to step into our healing. And I love that bell hooks, 
May she rest in peace. Uh, she is a phenomenal author, a culture critic who shaped my analysis on just so much. She talked about healing and how we heal and love in community. Like we are all interconnected. Like we need each other in order to heal, right? And so being able to step into our holistic healing in a time as this is radical as fuck. Like it's like amazing. I wanted to talk about some healing practices. So one of the practices that really helped me, of course, is therapy, talk therapy, which is so great because therapy gives you a safe space to talk and also your therapist is helping you come up with a tool, come up with a plan. Like, okay, we know that trauma is a part of life and that Nine times out of 10, something will happen that will traumatize you or trigger you. So with your therapist, you come up with a plan on how you're going to deal with it. So that is great for the mind. Journaling is great, like getting it all out on paper. I think that was the first step that I did was like acknowledging my trauma, like, damn, this happened to me and writing it out. Uh, For the body... There's acupuncture, which is really great. This is a Japanese practice. I love acupuncture. Uh, There's massages that are really great. Uh, Reiki. um, I'm a Reiki practitioner, so I love Reiki. These practices really help you to heal energetically and holistically and help the body return back home. And that's what pleasure justice is all about. And that means returning the body back homeostasis so it's like coming down from fight or flight and always aroused always triggered always replaying the trauma always self-loathing always disassociating to journeying back home into the body because what trauma does is it removes you from the body it's like you're everywhere but inside your body you're in your mind you're in the past you're thinking about when it will happen again Right? You're disassociated, you're numbing, you're not feeling. And so journeying back home into the body is liberation. It's radical, right? And so we can use pleasure as a practice to do that. And so you can find pleasure in Reiki, yoga, uh, which is really great, acupuncture, talk therapy, Somatics is really great because somatics is all about noticing the sensations in your body, right? Sometimes when we get angry, our body gets hot. Or when we're sad, sometimes our body will get cold or different things. Sometimes our body gets chills. And somatics is all about understanding the intelligence in the body and how your body is trying to talk to you through the sensations. So I love somatics. Um... So yeah, there's so So yeah, there's so many practices that you can do to help you return back to your body. And Dr. Bessel van der Wolk spoke about this in a video I was watching him and he said he traveled to Africa and the people were singing together, dancing together and engaging in pleasure, right? Like chanting, singing. And I just think about 
black women, I think about black people, right? When we're singing together in a choir, when we're chanting, when we're dancing. You ever been in a club and everybody's dancing and everyone's like, hey, hey. When you're twerking with your friends, like engaging in like certain pleasures. This is probably the most pleasurable experience for me. When dreams and nightmares come on in the club and everyone is singing Meek Mill. I kid you not, chills will come over through my body and I'll just, I just feel so alive. Like, you know, so engaging in different things like that, going to a concert and everyone singing the same song, going to church and singing and chanting, like these things are very pleasurable. It's all about safety. If you can get your body to feel safe, your mind will feel safe. Your mind will follow. What works for me may not work for you. So the healing is an exploration. It's a journey of discovery. Engage in activities that bring your body pleasure. Because when your body feels pleasure, your body feels safe. And this is great to start thinking about this. If you are engaging in intimacy with others, what activities are connecting you to your body? It's getting you out of your mind and into your body out of your mind into your body this can also be connected to your root chakra i love chakra science i help my reiki clients understand chakras which are the energy centers in your body and your root chakra is about safety security survival healing is liberation healing is justice healing is pleasure they're all interconnected the journey back home is a pleasure and justice that we deserve. It's Black History Month. It's also Valentine's. Let me know how you're showing love to yourself. Let me know what you are engaging in in terms of self-love practices. I bought myself some lingerie. I definitely have been taking the time to show my body pleasure, lotioning up my body, giving myself kisses, and just caring for my body and romanticizing myself in the ways that I would like others to do for me. So, really excited. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to leave a beautiful rating, five stars. That helps the podcast be more visible to others. Definitely screenshot, add me to your stories, tag Pleasure Justice or The Boss Cat. So that I can share. Let me know you're tuned in. I love you and I will talk to you 